Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. At Bright Vibe, we believe everyone deserves to be happy. But in today's world, everywhere you turn, there is division and negativity. At Bright Vibe, we have created a global movement to bring 8 million people together who are inspired to live bright, live bold, and share bright vibes. Alone, it can be hard to change, but together we can change the world. Welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. Well, Travis Robbins, welcome to the Bright Vibe Podcast. So happy to have you on today. Thanks, Matt. Happy to be here. I am excited and been looking forward to this conversation. Uh, you are going to attempt to do something that I believe no other, if I've done my research, but you can correct me, if no other human being dead or alive has ever done. Is that accurate to say? That is accurate. Okay. And it's a pretty monumental feat that you're attempting to do. And so on the Bright Vibe podcast, the reason that I really do this podcast week in, week out is really just to try to bring inspiration, positivity, literally bright vibes, so brighter vibrations into the world. And so I love to have people on the show that are doing things that are helpful to other humans, uh, also unique, maybe pushing the boundaries. We've had athletes, we've had doctors, we've had a lot of coaches come on our show, um, life coaches, but then actually coach coaches, all walks of life, but all of them have this one common thread that they're helping humanity, they're helping their fellow humans, or they're doing something to stretch themselves. And I think you definitely fit that category. So thank you so much for coming on. I definitely appreciate you having me. It's an honor. Yeah. So you're going to attempt to do something again, that's never been done in the history of mankind. So we've been around however many millions, thousands of years. We, we, we won't even debate that today. That's not even the discussion, <laughs> but, but before we get into the, what you're doing, give us a little background about who is Travis Robbins. And if you're, if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'm going to describe that Travis has behind him a world map. And he's got some sticky notes on the world map. And so it's kind of a black and white world map. It's got a, a lot of, well, it's got the world on it. And that's going to be part of our discussion. So I'm doing a little teaser here for you that are listening. But uh, tell us a little bit about Travis, because what you do for a living doesn't necessarily connect with what you're about to do. Is that accurate? Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, one thing that I like to say, or I like to keep in mind is you're not what you offer. What you offer is an extension of who you are. I definitely agree on that front. And a little bit about me, I'm originally from Maine and oh, okay. grew up in a small town. It was probably almost more cows than people there, probably. Mm -hmm. And I graduated high school a year early because I was not a fan of school. So <laughs> I got out of there as soon as I could and just went into the workforce. And I spent some time in the military. So four years in the Marine Corps. Oh, good for you. And I learned a lot, even though I got out as soon as I could. It was still... A <laughs> That's what I've, I've had buddies that have been in the Marine Corps. And, and it's been definitely a very good for them to shape discipline and shape their lives, but they were ready to get out when their time was done because it's, yes. it, it's a serious commitment, right? Yes. And I was one of those people that I originally enlisted, planning on doing the whole retirement 20 years oh, and well. then try something else with life. And four months in, I realized that was not going to happen, <laughs> but it was good overall. So I got out of the Marine Corps four days before COVID shut the world down. So oh, wow. it's wow. kind of just not able to do anything for a while. I, I was living in a trailer for like six months, mm -hmm. finally moved elsewhere for work and started working at a wind farm. So I've had a rain experience. Yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the things I, and, and we're going to get into it just very shortly, this monumental feat that you're attempting and I want to get mm -hmm. the time, I want to get all of it. Um, but kind of what are some of the different things that you've done vocationally? And here's why I'm asking this, because I think, you know, the thing that I really like about this adventure you're getting ready to embark on is that you've got this background that wouldn't equal 
what you're about to do. And I, yeah, and for, no, and for, right. Is that accurate? And so for people watching or listening, for me, I hope it's an inspiration for myself and for others of your past doesn't equal your future, right? Mm -hmm. What you, what you've done to this point has maybe prepared you for what, you know, tomorrow may bring, but it doesn't necessarily equal what tomorrow may bring, if that makes sense. Right. So what do you do currently? I guess let's start there. So currently I help coaches with systemizing their operations. So basically helping out to save time and make things more streamlined by putting their repetitive tasks into automated systems. So oh, that it's cool. just more streamlined. They don't have to worry about it. You set it up and it's taken care of and it just works on its own. You're talking about online coaches primarily. Yeah. So one of the guys I work with, he is an executive leadership coach. Got it. And so he helps the executive leadership to reshape the organization so that it runs a lot more smoothly and it kind of inverts the hierarchy of serving. So instead of the top-down leadership approach, it kind of flips that triangle upside down and the leaders are the servants for their managers. The managers mm -hmm. are servants for their employees. Mm -hmm. Employees are servants for their, for the customers. So mm -hmm. it's a servant-based leadership approach. Oh. Nice. That's very cool. And so you're helping him automate the back end, the back office, I'm assuming right. like marketing, I don't know, analytics, all that fun stuff. You do that, help him streamline that. I helped him rebuild his site and basically convert all of his inefficient systems onto a, uh, a CRM. So a mm -hmm. uh, client relationship management tool, mm -hmm. and then using that tool, just automating certain processes so that he doesn't have to do all this manual work. Perfect. And I think that's a great setup for the segue. So that yeah. has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. Right. But it did set the stage for you can do anything you put your mind to. You're going to traverse the longest road in the world, which is 14,000, over 14,000 miles. And you're going to do that walking. Is that? Yes. Okay. So you're going to walk 14,000 miles from South Africa all the way to the very tippy tip top of Russia, pretty much, yes. right? Siberia or somewhere around there. Is that accurate? Yep. Cape Town, South Africa to Magadan, Russia. There we go. And so you're going to walk 14,000 miles. That's going to take you approximately what length of time? About 27 months. Okay. So the better part of two years plus. Yep. Right. So two, a little over two years to walk 14,000 miles. No one's, take a few hundred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no one's ever, right. Give or take a few hundred. No <laughs> one's ever attempted this or ever done it. Has anybody so, attempted this walk? Kind of both knows because okay. it was only discovered back in 2019. Oh, really? Dude on Reddit was playing around on Google, um, but he found this Google maps or Google earth or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. He was playing around with it and found the longest walkable road in the world. Right. And so yeah. literally this is a road that connects from, again, the, the tip of, South Africa, and it connects all the way up through Russia? Yep. Goes through about 15 countries. Wow. That's incredible. And so one, I, you know, gosh, over probably almost two decades, a decade and a half ago, I read the book, The Long Walk. Have you, have you heard of this book? It is on my reading list. Perfect. And there's also a movie. I never watched the movie. I did read the book. It was very inspirational. From what I understood when I read it, it was based on an actual event that happened where some Russian, I believe they were prisoners of war or political prisoners, but they walked from basically Siberia down into the top of, uh, I think, I want to say Egypt, but they walked and it was like, I want to say 4,000 miles or 2,000 miles. And they walked through like 
you know, the Himalaya, they had to cross the Himalayas. There was a lot of stuff they had to do to traverse there. And again, there is a movie. And at that time they called it the long walk, right? This was a very, very long, long journey. And so when I looked at your deal, I was like, wow, I wonder if he's walking the same thing. And I realized, no, 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 you're not walking the same thing. You're walking something two, three, four times longer than what they did. <laughs> Back in the forties, I think, I think it was post-World War II, I think, or right around World War II, you know, and I'm sure you get this question, but this is the question that just top of mind for me is why on earth, <laughs> on earth, literally, why do you want to, yeah. why do you want to walk? One, I think it's very noble that you want to do something nobody else has ever done before. That's just cool. But why on earth do you want to do this? Well, to get a little bit more into the backstory, uh, growing up, I was a runner and whether that was running away from tickle torture because my older siblings love to do that. And I absolutely <laughs> hated it. Right. It's weird. Like when you're laughing, but you hate something, it's, it's, it's a weird. Right. Complex. Yes. Yes. And I did that. I did cross country and track as well. I was oh, just wow. running everywhere. And then some life events happened after high school. I got into an early marriage, which mm -hmm. resulted in an early divorce, which mm -hmm. then propelled me into the military. So I internalized that running and just started running away from things I didn't want to deal with. And that led to several years of masking, hiding, running away, and just not wanting to deal with life. That culminated in about 2021. I got arrested twice for DUIs. And I also got fired from a great job uh, mm. for showing up with alcohol in my breath. So that was like the, towards the end of my downward spiral. Mm -hmm. And after my second arrest, I realized I needed to start making some better choices with my life. And so I got into personal development and trying to figure out how to put my life in order. That's when I came across Jordan Peterson as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I watched that documentary probably two months ago. I watched the documentary on Netflix, I think. There's a documentary on Jordan Peterson, which I'd never really, I had heard his name, but I never really paid any attention until the documentary. I was like, oh, he's a very interesting gentleman. Yes, I ran into his work, started learning about, you know, taking personal responsibility for my life and trying to put my life in order, develop a vision and do that kind of thing. And at the time I was also trying to upskill and learn how to do things online so I could be self-sufficient because I was going to lose my license. And at the time I had a traveling job, so I couldn't drive anymore. Right. And so I was learning about operations, funnel building, stuff like that. Then I had to serve some time in jail for mm. the two DPIs. I had to serve mm. 10 days in jail. That was kind of terrifying because I had no idea what to expect. Mm. Uh, I'd seen some things on Movies and TV. Like, <laughs> right. You thought you were walking to Shawshank Redemption, right? You right. were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be. I, right. I actually <laughs> went to Google. I was right. like, what's county jail like? Right. And it was such a relief because it was not what I was expecting at all. It was just super boring. But okay. I had plenty of time to do some reading. Uh -huh. And 2022, last year, was pretty much like the first time I actually started reading. Mm -hmm. Apart from having to read some mandatory books in, in high school. Didn't read at all, but last year I just started reading. And it's amazing the things you can learn when you actually want to read something. <laughs> right. So my seventh day in jail, I had already read like three or four books. And I grew up in a Christian family, going to church <laughs> and Bible school and stuff like that. But uh, I'd never actually gotten to know what it was like to be in a religious. I didn't understand it. So right. I decided to read the New Testament. And <laughs> my seventh night in there. Uh, as I was reading the New Testament, it felt like it was reading me back. And it was a really visceral experience. And it was like cracking my soul open. So oh. definitely my come to Jesus moment. And was from it jail? There, well, this was yeah. your jailhouse conversion, right? Was it, yeah. I like yeah. that. But it only took seven years. Somehow, like seven so years, right? 
Yeah. After that, I felt like it was time to start on my own. When I got out, I told my boss, I was like, hey, uh, I can't work anymore because no license, no traveling. Sorry, but thanks for the opportunity. I started doing online business and getting into networking and trying to figure out how to emerge into the business world because I'd never been in that world before. And it was literally felt like I, I was getting into a whole new universe. Mm -hmm. So I was pretty naive when I started. Uh, I thought, you know, within three months, I'm going to have my first client. I'm going to be the one that is uh, not a statistic and doesn't fail the first three years or first year. And God, I was so naive, but lessons learned. And it was August when I was first introduced to the road. I was on a networking event, chatting with this lady about life experiences, stuff like that. And she sent me this article that Global Rescue did on debunking the world's longest walkable road. And from that, reading that article, it was a spark of inspiration I got. I thought it'd be such a fun adventure to go on, just traveling the world, walking around these different cultures and countries and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And that was kind of fitting the theme that I was in. It was walking through the different aspects of my life, trying to learn from, you know, why did I end up in the situation that I ended up in? How did I get myself into that situation? It was also a book. I don't remember who it's by, but Extreme Ownership by a Navy SEAL, ex-Navy SEAL, I think. Basically taking accountability for everything in your life um, because, you know, you make your own decisions and stuff like that. So I was taking accountability for everything that I could and unpacking all the not so smart decisions I've made and trying to just really dissect my decision making process from childhood up until jail. Mm -hmm. And so that walk, that road was it felt like it was calling out to me. You know, um, I make reference to movies a lot. So mm -hmm. if you've ever seen The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, mm -hmm. there yeah. is a scene where he is down in his office with his partner and they're like, what do we do? We can't find this still frame and it's supposed to be the uh, oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. last magazine. Yep. Like, I don't know. And he looks up at his cork board and he sees a picture of the photographer out in this area. Mm -hmm. And then it looks like, you know, he's beckoning him out there. And that's that's what it felt like to that that road. <laughs> right. road the hand that was beckoning me out. So mm -hmm. I thought it would be a really cool thing to do but I was still focused on business. I was like, mm -hmm. I do the business, I get that going, and then I can do fun things with my life. And so I tried to put it off for a couple months, but it just kept coming back. And so I just kind of started digging into it. Like, how could that be possible? Because, you know, it says probably is not possible. So how could it be possible? Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you ask different questions, when you ask the right kinds of questions, mm -hmm. you definitely get different answers. So I started getting the puzzle pieces, basically. And it just started coming together and the math, like actually doing the math, mm -hmm. it seemed completely possible. Mm -hmm. uh, kind of like with um, David Goggins doing uh -huh. the pull-up challenge. Yep. Like just do the math and it becomes possible. So right. that's where I started to put things together and do the organization, the planning, logistics, and start figuring things out. That's why I'm doing it. It's just I was running away for most of my life. And it got me in jail. So now walking through <laughs> the various aspects of my life, walking into what I'm what I'm here for, walking into my calling and I'm here to serve. So it's changing direction and also moving forward with purpose. Mm -hmm. It's developing the vision and actually going for it. Is there anything better to do with your life than to develop a vision and go after it? <laughs> nope. No, I don't think so. Oh. And I think it just you if you stay dedicated, I think it just you're constantly mm -hmm. revising the the vision and rededicating, right? I mean, yes. that's part of the practice of living. 
if you're choosing the practice, it's a constant evolution of that. So how many, how many miles a day will you have to walk to traverse that in 27 months? So I'm planning on 20 miles a day, six days a week, resting on the seventh. Got it. Yep. Yep. That's probably good. Your body will probably say, yeah, it's time to two or three years ago. I decided I was going to run a mile every day. Cause I heard a speaker talk about, you know, they started running a mile and I like literally ran a mile every day for 61 or 62 days. And then on the 62nd day, my body went, uh-uh. We're, we're, it, it wasn't the length. It was just the consistency of no rest yep. of not a day right. off. And then my body was like, uh, uh-uh, we're tearing down. We're never recovering. And it was only a mile a day, but it was just the constant running. Right. Oh, and yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure you're going to need that day to just let your body heal up as much as it possibly can. Right. And Absolutely. What's kind of your departure date or your beginning date? June of next year. Okay. So June of 2024 is when you're going to leave. And is that timed with seasons or something? Did you kind of time out the seasons or is that just? It was interesting. I was trying to figure out when I would be starting. Uh-huh. A coach and mentor of mine basically was saying like, if you want to do something, set a time frame. Yep. I'm like, okay, well, when should I start this? And I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea <laughs> anything about this route or anything like that. Right. And I was just like, okay, well, let's just pray about it. So uh-huh. I started praying about it. I was like, when should I start? And I just felt June. So I was like, all right, let's just go with June. And oh, then okay. learning a little bit more about the seasons and uh-huh. stuff. I'll be starting in winter in South Africa, mm. which is kind of cold there, but it's not terribly cold. Like I right. live in South Dakota, I grew up in Maine. Right, <laughs> right. You're used to cold. cold. Right, right. Uh, right. So right. you can be it's wearing actually a sweater, gonna work out a sweater well. not a parka. You're going to be wearing long sleeves, not, not like a right. Right. <laughs> I don't need to be Michelin man in South Africa. Right. Exactly. But the way that the duration is going to play out with the seasons, I'll kind of be walking along for the coolest parts going up through Africa. So starting right. in South Africa, it'll be winter. Yep. And then when I get up to the northern part of Africa into the desert area, uh-huh. it'll be again. I think I will skirt past the really hot season. And then when yeah. I get up into Russia, I'll just experience all the seasons. So, well, they're both huge, right? They're both, you know, huge land masses. So you're going to be, yeah, I was just thinking. Over half of the walk is through Russia. Is that right? Okay. So, and I'm just thinking when you get up to the very end, you're going to want to do that in summer up in Russia, I would think, or the better part of summer, right? Because I'm just going to keep going. The more I move, the less I'll freeze. (laughs) Right. I keep going. Wim Hof can survive in cold weather. Right. Right. There you go. There you go. Even though he's a freak of nature. Yes. And then, so have you figured out all your logistics like you have to have visas for some countries i mean if you're traversing 15 countries you know i've traveled enough to know that it's not you don't just get to walk from border to border unless you kind of have that figured out already right yeah and i know they're more gracious usually to u.s citizens than they are other nationalities we get a little bit more flexibility but yeah what do you have to do to actually walk border to border so some countries i'd be able to get a visa on the spot Uh, at least like going into south africa i don't need a visa but then other places I'm going to need to get a visa. And then some, some countries I'm going to have to stack the visas because they only go for seven days or 30 oh, days or 14 okay. days. So there's some areas I'm going to have to double up on or, or whatnot. And then with Russia, it's a very different visa situation. So I have to go through some more paperwork, uh, go through a sponsorship invitation letter, um, which is really just a long form visa and then figure out the duration on that front. I'm going to have to go for a three-year visa, I think, oh, because gotcha. they only go for 30 days, 90 days, and three years. Got it. 
So you have a three-year visa to be able to, yeah, I think I, I used to travel to India fairly regularly and I had like a 10-year visa, right? They had like the couple weeks or the 10-year. So I had a 10-year, right? So it worked out fine. And then what, what about just physical security? You're going through some parts of the world that I would think would be fairly unstable. So how does that work other than just faith? Well, I mean, that's a lot of it, but yeah. probably bring some pepper spray. <laughs> well, that's nice. Like I'm not bringing firearms because no, of that's course just not. No, no, I just didn't. For crossing, I, I, so I want to carry that no, and clean that. But I was just thinking, yeah, like literally, just physical safety along walking along some of these. I'm assuming some of these are just fairly unimproved. I mean, country type roads, but they're not all paved. I'm assuming from one. No, probably no. There's. Along a series of roads, paths, and bridges. So paths is definitely one of those oh. things. Oh, um, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm honestly, it's one of the things that I get asked frequently uh -huh. and I don't have a good answer for it you, because you, I'm not worried about it. Right. Even though I know that's completely irrational. Right. I'm just, well, I don't know if it's irrational. Not, I mean, it's probably fairly just not worried about it. Right. <laughs> for me, it's not something that I'm going to be doing and I'll have to get through. It's right. something that it's already completed and I'm just catching up to it. Got it. So that's how it is for me. So, mm -hmm. and then how are you planning? You know, you've started a website, the connection odyssey.com that's kind of tells a little bit about what you're planning to do, but you're going to document this, I'm assuming. So how are you documenting your process here? Yeah. So the behind the scenes stuff that many people have told me, like, you got to document everything. I'm like, what's everything? I work on a computer. There's nothing <laughs> to document, but going to figure out all that stuff at some point. Uh, along the route, I will be documenting as much as I can. Ideally, uh, there's a couple of guys interested in going with me to film through portions of the way, whether it's the entire duration or right. portions or however that's going to be broken up. We'll try to film it for like a documentary series kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'll just do social media postings as often as I can. Like there's this guy, he is running the entire length of Africa and he posts oh. a video like every day, like, Day 151 of running the entire length of Africa. <laughs> so I'll probably do something like that. Like day right. 74 of right. walking half across the world. I'm then, not too savvy on social media. So it's something I need to polish up on. You got a little yeah. bit of time before June. But yeah, I would definitely think that would be of interest to people. But then obviously that nothing else. It just kind of helps inspire you if you're posting regularly to document it so that you don't yeah. you know, lose those snippets. But it'd be really cool, obviously, if. You had some filmmakers along for the ride that they were documenting it for you even better than you don't have to worry yeah, about it. <laughs> right. They, Plus they'd be better at the cinematography than me. Right. Right. And yeah, editing and you, they could be uploading it for you and you get to do the easy part. <laughs> Just the walk. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> walk and talk. Walk and talk. So any thoughts post the walk or just kind of, we're going to get the walk and then see what happens from there. Yes. Big plans for after the walk. Uh, I'm going to start a travel agency. It's going to be mm -hmm. a free service travel agency, one for business and corporate travel for like networking mm -hmm. and business mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Because I have come to absolutely love the concept and the community of business. And the next one is going to be for adventure travel, just mm -hmm. going around the world, yep. doing fun things and mm -hmm. connecting with people that love traveling and doing fun things. And then the third one is going to be for mission travel. So going around mm -hmm. and serving places that need help. There's this book by that Bjorn Lomberg wrote, uh, Best Things First. Mm -hmm. And he had an interview with Jordan Peterson called 12 Ways the Planet Can Truly Be Saved. Uh -huh. And it goes over these 12 items. And I would love to incorporate as much of those items on the walk as possible because I want to mm -hmm. serve along the way as well. Not just walk through the countries, but if we can serve and help out with whatever they need that we can help out with, that'd be mm -hmm. ideal. Mm -hmm. um, but after the walk, I'm going to incorporate 
the serving aspect of the mission travel to working on those 12 different items. So mm -hmm. just help places that need help, but helping them in ways that will create the most good at the least cost. Yeah, I had um, oh, the founder of Charity Water. Um, gosh, yes, yeah, yeah, year year and a half ago, and he had a really interesting story because he was kind Scott of a Harrison. super nice guy, but you know he had a very colorful background where he was a mm -hmm. party promoter, right? He basically got people to go, you know, to go to parties to buy liquor, and he got paid by the venue, and so he was partying all the time and all this stuff, and then kind of had you know kind of a wake up call, and then decided to dedicate his life to something different, which was Charity Water, which is a very mm -hmm. I think. Uh, absolutely love it wonder, wonderful not-for-profit that does kind of what you talked about does work in places that they really need it and you know he's even kind of made it more in a corporate structure where it's like become efficient so it's not them deploying people in places to do the work it's them funding a lot of people that are already doing the work because they already have boots on the ground and so it's yeah financially yep. more efficient meaning they can make the dollars go farther and get more work done if they're not worried about them doing charity water as an organization drilling the and well. it's super empowering for the people too yeah because it's yeah. the native people actually doing that and they have the, right. need, the resources to get what they need now so, right it, amazing it, yeah exactly so yeah it'll be interesting to see as your water happening. is one of the big things i want to bring along the way is as much access to fresh water as possible well and you might reach out to charity water and see if there's some type of connection there where you know you're identifying areas or you know maybe they incorporate you into some of what they're doing. I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there, right? I'm yeah, an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. I think of stuff like that. It's like, well, if you and Scott connect and there could be a, a win-win there where you're helping, you know, helping them bring access to more places because you're highlighting them because you're talking about them on your journey. So maybe that, uh, that's a fit. Funding, how are you paying for all that? Because you're not doing this like for the ALS walk or, I mean, <laughs> this isn't like a. Yeah, it's a multidimensional walk. You're doing it to kind of discover. It sounds like almost a walk of discovery. You're going to learn a lot. I'm sure the day you put your foot on the ground to take the first step and the day you take the last step, you will be a changed person. And you're better bit. And probably your thoughts about what you want to do with the rest of your life and what you want to do with this part of your story will have grown and matured and probably expanded. And because you're just, your environment's going to have an effect on you. It just has mm -hmm. to, right? That's genetically proven as well. Like when right. you get into new experiences, there are certain genes and neurons that get activated in new environments. So going through all of these new environments and new situations mm -hmm. and scenarios, like I'm going to have so many different neurons activated. I don't know. Right. I and the just food, go crazy. I mean, you're literally taking in culture. I mean, when you're yeah. eating, right? You're I love in... cultural immersion. Right. And when you're walking, <laughs> you're going to be spending longer periods of time in these places, absorbing the energy and the vibe and the people and the, I mean, because you're walking, right? It's not yep. like, it's not like you're driving by and you're seeing stuff through the window or you're flying over it, right? Not or tourism. Even, <laughs> right. It, or even on vacation, right? You're literally immersed in it. And I'm sure meeting people along the path that you may be the first time they've ever seen somebody that's got your color skin. You're very light complected. You got blonde hair. Yeah. I'm assuming your eyes are bluish. I can't, you know, tell for yeah, sure. Yeah, they're blue. Right. So you may encounter people that have never seen a person, a blonde haired person, or, or definitely probably never seen an American. Right. And so here you are. So I'm sure that they're going to be as interested in you as you are in them a lot of times. I'm really looking forward to that. Just meeting new people. In high school, I had the opportunity to travel with people to people student ambassador program. Okay. 
And it's actually the trip I got to go on was the trip that my sister wanted to go on, but she went to China. So that's fine. She had a blast there. It was uh, Celtic cultures. So we got mm-hmm. to spend three weeks in England, Wales, Ireland, Northern Ireland, and Scotland. Oh, very cool. And that was absolutely amazing. One of the best experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't really touristy because we got to interact with the people. We got right. to do various activities. We got to serve and volunteer with um, different people along the way. And there was a sheepdog demonstration that we got to experience in Scotland. It was amazing. Right. So cool. And my name means the traveler anyway. Mm. So every time that I've traveled, it has been an amazing experience. So that was a UK trip. I got to go to Italy as well, right mm-hmm. before I went to boot camp. Uh, I had a layover in Turkey, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had a connecting flight. That was interesting. I was visiting a friend of mine from high school and spent a week there in Rome, getting immersed in the culture, learning about it, eating their food. Cannolis are amazing. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the best experiences of my life as well. And then mm-hmm. in the military, I was stationed in South Korea for one year. Mm-hmm. And first three months was a whole lot of cultural exploration, trying their foods, learning the language, mm-hmm. experiencing their culture. Again, one of the greatest experiences of my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And so I am really looking forward to being able to meet so many different people along the way, learning about uh, different cultures, going to the different countries, learning the history. There's a guy I met recently. He he lives in Nigeria. He's from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And he's literally training somebody to take over his business next year so that he can come walk with me. So we're oh, going nice. to go to Africa together. Nice. And he's going to go home for, for some things and come back in, in a few months. And then we'll be going through Russia together. As you were talking, I was like, you know, really beefing up your social media presence so people can connect with you. Cause I could see, I, now that you said that, you know, there's been people that have walked across the United States. There's a guy who did like, I wanted to say, you know, a triathlon in every state and people would come. It was almost like the, you like movies, Forrest Gump, like people would come out and spend time with this person as they were moving through their area or through their region, almost like a relay race Yeah, and you're, and you're the baton, right? So so it'd be interesting, you know, as you build up to this June of 24 date, just connecting with people in those different areas to kind of be your guides, right? Because then not only are you just walking through the thing, you're actually experiencing, you know, they're, they're your tour guide to some degree, right? Explaining the culture and what's happening. And that would be cool for a documentary or cool for a book or cool for just social media, introducing these people to the rest of the world because of the um, magnification that you'll get through doing something that no one's ever done before. So. Absolutely. And yeah, that's that, also what I want to do for um, doing a podcast along the way is uh-huh. do get into these countries and I get what somebody called a fixer for each country, like a tour guide or uh-huh. yep. somebody to walk with me yes. or go along the way. And yeah. So interviewing them to mm-hmm. learn about how they experience life in their culture, right? what their history has been like, what life has been like, what their culture is like, getting it directly mm-hmm. from a person. And then right. just interviewing them along the way. And then doing that throughout the journey is interviewing right. just random people. Like, mm-hmm. hey, what would be the ideal person to talk to about learning about your culture? This guy. Right. All right, cool. Let me go talk to him. And, you know. Right. Gosh. I, and I've had, who was that other gentleman? I had another gentleman on the show. I think he wrote a book called Be Kind or something like this. But he didn't walk. He actually uh, took his motorcycle and rode from. Leon Logothetis. Who? Leon Logothetis. Yeah, he was on the show. And I actually met him in you person. You interviewed him? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's You'll amazing. To, go back and research. But the weird thing was I interviewed him for the show, and then he was coming to the town I lived in at the time. I've since moved. 
but he was coming to the town to give a talk to a group I belonged to like two weeks later. So I actually had breakfast with him and then I got to see That's him. That's amazing. I, I mean, I got to see his talk and, you know, he signed a book and all that fun stuff. But yeah, he, he came on the show and I think he takes a motorcycle and he rode like yeah. all of South America, right? Yeah. So he did it in a buggy first. He went around okay. the circumference of the world in a buggy, a yellow buggy, kindness one. And okay. The second trip was the Pan American Highway from yeah. Alaska down to the bottom of Argentina or Chile. Yeah. Um, on kindness two, the yellow bike. Got it. Yeah, then, I watched I watched the series. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then certainly I'd love to have you come back on the show when April, May or right around the time that you launch. Love to have you come back on and just celebrate your launch and hear how, you, you know, kind of what the plan is and all that fun stuff. And then anytime, you know, throughout the honest. walk, if you want to come back on, I'd love to kind of do some updates. Maybe we'd follow you for the two and a half years, maybe every couple months you come on and we... Absolutely. That'd be really cool. Yeah. You know, it's always inspiring that's why i want to have you on the show because it's always inspiring to hear people doing something extraordinary and non-ordinary right this is yeah. a non-ordinary thing you're walking is ordinary walking for yeah. two and a half years is not ordinary right straight yeah just some guy taking something ordinary and going a little bit extra i guess <laughs> right going to the extraordinary with it right it's like phelps uh you know he's taking swimming and then he <laughs> goes to the yeah. how far can you go with swimming yeah. right you're like well, I can walk. How far can I go with walking? Well, I can go as far I'm as grateful <laughs> of gold medals then. Right. I can go as far as the road will allow me to walk. I can walk from Just like Moana. See how far I go. I see how far I go. Well, well, very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. Um, do you have a social media presence? Like again, I mentioned the website here, which is the connectionodyssey.com, which basically just kind of gives a description of what you're trying to do. Um, but is there a place people can interact with you a little bit more? I don't know if you're taking donations or getting contributions or if you're just- I would happily money. accept donations. <laughs> you would happily accept donations. Yeah. Perfect. How do people connect with you? Mostly active on LinkedIn. And okay. I'm just Travis Connection Odyssey on LinkedIn. I have a TikTok, which I was kind of consistent on for a little while, but dropped off of that. I'm going to switch over to Instagram, I think. But yeah. uh, Connection Odyssey on TikTok and Instagram. And uh, I'm going to- eventually emergence of more consistent posting and status updates and stuff like that. So those would be the easiest ways to connect with me, LinkedIn or Instagram. It sounds like the first thing we need here is a volunteer. So if you're listening to this podcast or watching it on YouTube, we need a volunteer that'll help Travis build his social media stuff and think what a resume builder it is for you. If you're a social media manager that you help the guy who walked the long road, right? Walked the longest road. Yep. Think, think about putting that on your resume. So I think that would be a good resume builder. So if nothing else, hopefully this podcast helps get you some volunteers. Yeah, help you help me, so, I help you. Right, so you don't have to do it all, you know, none of us are doing it all ourselves, right? If nothing else, that's what the scripture teaches. Yes, yeah, there is no all, such thing as an island person. Right, you're doing it by yourself. No, 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 it's yeah. being given to you. You just don't know that it's being given to you. Right. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, we're meant for community. We're social yeah, creatures. Exactly. Exactly. Well, super cool. We'd love to have you come back on the show, you know, pre-launch and visit with us again and maybe tell us a little bit more about, you know, what the plan is and what the route is. And then we'll schedule out some times to have you come on during your walk to help inspire us all, right? To do things that are outside our comfort zone. Absolutely. That'd be, that'd be really cool. One final thing. Uh, it's yeah, all about yeah. STEP together and yeah. STEP is an acronym. Uh, to serve, talk, eat, and play. Oh, I like that. As long as we step together, we'll we'll do all right. I like, <laughs> so is that the title of the book? Like fourteen thousand steps, and then so you I put the was acronym? working on 
title, but I started working with a ghostwriter and he came uh -huh. up with a much better title. And you actually said the title earlier uh -huh. in the conversation. All walks oh. of life. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I love it. The journey of a thousand miles started with steps in the wrong direction. <laughs> All credits to the ghostwriter because he came I up with that brilliant I title. I love it. Well, that, well, that's what they do, right? You get people that are yeah. good at what they do, right? And they do good stuff. So yeah, I love it. I love it. Well, perfect. Well, thanks for coming on. So appreciate your time today. I look forward to following your journey. I'm kind of old school. I'm Facebook. So I'm going to have to go out there yeah. and find you on Instagram and like your thing. So that it'll. Well, I mean, Instagram, I'll just automatically post to Facebook. So exactly. Like... So I'll see it. I'll, see I'll let it. the social media person do it. Yeah. You let your new social media person do that. So yeah. well, it's, been, a it's been an honor. I definitely yeah. appreciate it. And if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know as well. Of course. Of course. Well, I think you're doing it. Just being an inspiration and doing something that inspires me and others to do things outside of uh, what we normally do, right? Stretch, grow, it's uncomfortable, it's unknown, but you know what? It changes us in a good way. When we're seeking, you know, as they say, you knock and, and I will answer. Knock and like the door shall be open. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, exactly. So if we're seeking good, we will find good. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, I look forward to following your adventures and uh, we'll be talking in the future. I'm looking forward to it. And thank you so much for having me. Yep. Bye, Trevor. Thank you for being a part of the Bright Vibe podcast. For more information, go to brightvibe.com. That's B-R-I-T-E, vibe, B-I-B-E dot com. Thank you for listening.